All right, we're now streaming live. Hey, uh, welcome to the one o'clock hour in Ward Wrestling Live. We're here again, uh, another amazing day. And uh, we have a amazing, amazing world champ, three-time Olympian, Olympic silver medal, world bronze medal, 10-time USA senior national champ, a USA Hall of Famer, three-time junior national in high school, first Dream Team All-American from high school, three-time state champ in high school. And there's many, many more I could go down the list, uh, but he's here with us today, a, a Greco and wrestling legend, Coach Dennis Hall. How are you, sir? Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I'm completely honored. I'm like a big kid. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully uh, we can get through some good topics and, and have fun doing it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, so first, obviously, um, uh, the, the, the life situation we're going through right now, this has never happened before. Uh, we're not used to this, but uh, what have you been doing with, uh, with your kids and, and kind of keeping them trained or, or at least focused on when they get out of this? Yeah, I, I just, you know what, I, I'm a person that, you know what, I, I got to live my life. And I, I'm teaching my kids that as we speak. Uh, you know, one of my sons came to my wrestling camp with me. We had 15 other kids on Sunday. I did a temperature check first day of camp. Uh, everybody was good, and we all stayed in my building, and uh, it went great. I, I just, you know, with the situation that's going on right now, it, it's tough, man. It's different. My, uh, I have a senior in high school that didn't get to have his graduation yet. I feel bad for a lot of the athletes that, that play sports and missed out on their senior year season. So I'm just hoping sooner or later, sooner than later, that we get back to normal. Yeah, I mean, also, especially the, the NCAA kids, right? Oh, man, I'd have been irate. I, you know, I haven't worked at Ohio State and been in their room quite a bit. It, it tore my heart out for Colin Moore and Luke Pletcher. You know, those guys are great guys. They busted their tail for how many years in a college room plus previous years. And, you know, um, when I heard it, I just, you know, I'm like, hey, they better be able to get that year back. You know, if I, if I was an athlete, a senior like those guys that never won a national title, I'd be be not begging NCAA, demanding the NCAA give me another year so I could go win that national title. Yeah, yeah, and, and talking to some some coaches around the country, and I had a few on earlier this week uh, with um, with App State and Virginia and uh, uh, up in Oregon State and, and so on and so forth. You know, the Pitt guys and yeah. Campbell, and they all you know they all were heartbroken when they had to tell their kids. You know, you know it, it's not that it's easier to tell the undergrads, uh, but it's easier to tell the undergrad than the the seniors that this was their last shot. And, and that was the part that kind of broke their hearts. And I agree. Well, you know, um, you, you had a tremendous, uh, tremendous high school youth career and, and then uh, you went off to college. But before we get into kind of the questions I have for you, I know that you, uh, you have something you've started that's close to your heart called the truth of wrestling on, on Facebook. And yeah. you wanted to get that out there and please feel free after this to, to post the link in my page, post it in my group. 
uh, the live exchange and, uh, and and feel free to discuss it. But tell us uh, why you started that and and why it's why you're so passionate about it. You know, I started this Truth to Wrestling page just because I see wrestling's being taught wrong pretty much everywhere in the United States and, and even throughout the world. And I want I want coaches to understand the physics of the sport. And, you know, it all comes down wrestling on our feet. It all comes down to your stance and controlling your own center of gravity. If I'm not controlling my center of gravity and I'm tied up with somebody, I can't feel what he's doing as well because my brain is telling me, Hey, you're out of position. You're vulnerable. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to bring things to coaches to help them be better coaches and, and the athletes. So they see the sport differently. And, you know, I, I kind of labeled some of my camps this summer, truth to wrestling camps, because I want to show people and I want to get them to think outside the box and be able to coach themselves, you know, and not, not rely on one technique, rely on, you know, position. And when you look at all the great wrestlers, they all had great position. You know, they, they, they weren't out of their stance a ton. They, they understood the feel part. They understood pressure release and things like that. So I'm just trying to bring it to light. Um, I read a paper by Alexander Corellin, uh, the monster. And he, he did a paper on counterattacks. It was in Russian. My, I have a kid that not my own kid, uh, a guy I train, he's, he loves Greco. He's, he's going to be a beast someday. He's, uh, you know, he's tough as heck, you know, but he, uh, translated the paper for me and, uh, I gave him about 50 other articles after reading the paper. Cause that it had about, 200 articles that Corellin got all his information from. So I had, now he's going back and going after the other pieces of the puzzle that I want. And I just, and in Corellin's uh, uh, paper, he, it was on counterattacks. He was talking about certain positions and drills that the Russian do, the, that the Russians uh, train. And I want to try and find out. I, I reached out to uh, Dr. Kirby out of uh, Chicago and I asked him to try and get me in contact with Corellin because I, I want to I pick Corellin's brain and, and maybe we can uh, collaborate on some stuff. And you know, I, I'm just all about learning and making the sport better. Awesome. Well, that's a good place to do it. And obviously, we know so everyone's on social media, at least most people. So uh we'll, we'll do that we'll get that out there and um so, so you got out of high school and you you went over to the university of wisconsin and you're there but it wasn't really your thing at the time and, and you had some bigger dreams so you decided to to kind of leave to pursue those dreams obviously your dreams were accomplished um you know being older now and looking back would you do it the same way or or would you have stayed and competed you know, if I if I stayed and competed, it, it might have changed my my future, or it would have changed my future. There's no doubt about it. Maybe I wrestled freestyle. I don't know, but uh, it was a it was a tough decision for me at the time because when I signed uh, before I got to college, I had Dave Schultz 
Andy Ryan and John Azevedo as my coaches. I get to Madison my freshman year after signing and I'm in there for some summer stuff or summer orientation. And my roommate, Keith Davison, uh, he was an All-American for the badge a few times. He tells me, hey, did you hear Azevedo? Because we were going to be roommates. He goes, did you hear Azevedo and Schultz left? And in Wisconsin, they kept that close, uh, pretty much closed down. They didn't talk about that. So I didn't know. So my freshman year, Andy Ryan was the head coach. And then a guy by the name of Steve Bucky and uh, Brad Lloyd were the assistants. Brad, I worked out. Uh, Brad Lloyd helped me out the most. But I just didn't feel like I was able to progress in the room like I could have if I would have had Schultz and Osvito in the room too. So after my freshman year, I made my first world team and uh, I petitioned the NCA. I'm talking senior level world team, not a junior world or whatever universities. It was a senior world team. And that summer I made that team going into my sophomore year and I petitioned the NCA for a semester off so I could go compete at the Worlds and the World Cup. And the NCA said, no, if it's a university age group, you can go wrestle, but not at the seniors. I'm like, does that make any sense? You know, are you guys stupid? <laughs> and uh, it just uh, made my decision a lot easier. And I uh, talked to a lot of people. I asked people, I said, what would you guys do if you were in my situation? They go, you can always go back to college, man. Yep. And uh, they said, follow your heart. What does your heart tell you to do? And my heart told me, you know, hit the road and and uh, train Greco and try and win a world or Olympic medal. Hey, and, uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. Uh so before we get into some of your Olympic stuff, uh, I know that uh, you have a, a, the World Gold Wrestling Club, that uh, you do a lot of camps, yeah. clubs, lessons. Um, talk, about your, talk about your club and your camps and anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, I, I, I run a kids club. I start with beginners. Uh, anybody that kids that haven't even wrestled before so i have the patience but after practice with those guys you kind of you need to get the next group that comes in that knows a little bit more so um i run four sessions uh most of the time um the kids are great uh just got a new facility we got two full mats showers we got a lounge area with it 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 was old Knights of Columbus building. It has a bar in it and everybody's trying to get me. And the parents are like, Hey man, now we can drink. I'm like, nah, we can't do that. But, um, we got TV monitors so the uh, parents can watch in the room. Uh, got a great setup, uh, locker room, 50 lockers, showers. So we're, I'm utilizing that facility for my camps and clubs. And I, my, my schedule is uh, September all the way through May. I, I'm running club and then I, I shut down club during the summer because I'm, I'm busy on the road. This summer's a little bit different. I wish I would have set something up for summer because uh, the camps, there's not a ton of camps. I, I usually travel some for camps too, but this year I think most of them are going to be right in my building. Well, yeah, obviously I think everybody who is a club owner and a camp 
owner and, and puts them on is probably in your same shoes. Um, some people have opened back up and they're, they're doing the camp and they're going to have a bunch of kids there and uh, good for them and, and wish them well. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are scared. So kind yeah. of, right. Uh, it's good in, in Wisconsin this weekend, they got, or this whole week, uh, they had some stuff down in Wisconsin Dells. They had a, a tournament. I think it was uh 250 was a max per day of participants, but uh so we're getting tournaments running back in Wisconsin right now. Dave Dean from New Way, I believe, uh, is running it. So it's going good so far. Good. That's good to hear because hopefully that creates a, a effect around the nation, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm just I'm, I'm afraid that the high school season is going to be a tough one for the coaches and, and for kids. I'm just hoping we get back and we just get back to normal. Yeah, you and I both. <laughs> so um, I know that uh, you obviously had a huge uh, world and Olympic and a USA experience. Uh, talk about your Olympic experiences. You went to three of them. Uh, some of your favorite moments and, uh, you know, kind of uh, what wrestling has kind of meant to you and what you were able to see because of it. Yeah, no, I... I uh... 1992 was my first Olympics, Barcelona, Spain. Uh, you know, my parents are just regular parents, you know. They uh, didn't have a ton of money. Um, I wasn't going to have anybody go to the Olympics, but uh, my coach, Tom Minkle, uh, got a, a sponsorship where he, he got so many uh, tickets to for parents, I, I was one of the guys because I didn't I didn't know how to fundraise. I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm 21 or 22, I think, you know. But uh, so my parents were able to come over and watch me compete. That was huge because I it was like a thank you for all the work that they did. I mean, they had an awesome time, awesome hotel, went on tours, and just did a ton of fun stuff. So that was that was cool, but. Uh, 92, I, I remember uh, being in the opening ceremonies and, you know, we're on, on the field, the wrestlers are kind of hanging out uh, by, you know, as a group. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting close to John Smith and he, he goes, and at that point, I really didn't know. I mean, I knew who John was, of course, because you see him in every magazine, but I didn't think he knew who I was, you know? And uh, I'm sitting on that. We're both sitting on the uh, turf or whatever uh, of the field, you know. We're just hanging out while the guys are talking. And he goes, "Hey, Dennis." He goes, "Are you nervous?" I go, "No, I'm not." He goes, "Just wait." He goes, "You're gonna get nervous." And uh, I'm thinking, "Okay," but you know, John. John was an idol, man. This guy was a stud, and still is. <laughs> But uh, just having him talk to me and know who I was was awesome since he, he was a guy I looked up to, too. Um, well, about an hour later, I realized what he was talking about. Uh, when the guy lit the torch, the whole crowd erupted. And right then, man, I broke out in a cold sweat and I'm like, holy shit. I'm in uh, the biggest sporting event in the world 
And that's when I, I realized people from around the world were just going to see me compete and I didn't want to get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's cool. I mean, it's got to be an amazing feeling. And uh, does, the, does the feeling get uh, any better as, as, they, as you compete in several Olympics? Did, or was that, that moment of the lighting of the torch just memorable? That was awesome. That, yeah, that, that was huge, you know, for me, just uh, being up on, on the field with all the best athletes throughout the world, doesn't matter the sport, man. I mean, you, you couldn't, you'd walk in at a cafeteria and you'd see guys that had won medals that having their medals. But, yeah, I mean, they'd get back from the ceremony, come in with their medals and it, it was cool. It was like, you know, another Another interesting thing from the 92 Olympics, I remember this. I'm, after you make an Olympic team, you go to uh, the White House when you get back. And they invite all the athletes. And I remember going to the White House, uh, and I remember watching all these guys with medals around their neck. I placed eighth place in 92. And I remember saying, I'm going to come back here with with the medal next time. I'm, I'm sitting in... You know, the, I believe it was a chair that Lincoln brought in at a White House. And I'm sitting in that chair and I'm just watching all these guys go back. And I felt like a failure because I, I didn't win, you know. And I, I right at that moment, I said, I'm going to do whatever the hell I got to do to get back here and get one of these things and have it here next time. So that was kind of the turning point, you know. Yeah, because... Uh... 96 the olympics are in atlanta right so they're home yeah yeah it was awesome a, a few things kind of happened there in atlanta that, that year but uh, yes. uh everything worked out everybody was safe and uh, the olympics took place and uh man so silver medal talk about the experience going through there and and just how focused were you to make sure that you got to that match you know it's, it starts out five minutes before uh my first match my first actually i'll tell a story i weigh in weigh in sucked it was you know but weighed in came back we were staying at the red real fan because i you know my uh ex-wife was eight and a half months pregnant so where i was at the hotel with her and uh um coaches knock on my door because i didn't know we didn't have track wrestling back then that told you what the hell the uh who you had you know so i'm sitting in my hotel and my uh coaches come in and they go dennis do you know who you got tomorrow i said no i don't care they go you might care they go you got a raglu uh raglu was picked to take second that year i was picked to win it melanichenko i think was picked to take third and i got him first round and uh i said okay you better be ready to lose tomorrow so <laughs> Uh, next morning I wake up, I'm warming up with Kevin Brackett. I, we did a hard warm up, and then uh, about five minutes before I'm getting ready to come out of the tunnel, we're drilling. He does an arm drag on me, a rib you know, that on my back, on a spine on the back where it connects, pops. And uh, I, I immediately stopped warming up, but we didn't have, my chiropractor wasn't right around me, so I couldn't get it popped in quick. I went out wrestling my first match with the rib popped out in my back and uh, I broke him mentally. He couldn't do anything. I beat him three zero. Second match, uh, 
of uh, the tournament. Uh, I'm wrestling guy from China, they, or not China, uh, Korea, I believe. And the Korean, you know, the referees putting me down. I think he put me down three times in that match. And I, I, uh, on a third time, he tries gut wrenching me. I step over and I, I'm just holding him on his back until the ref confirms it. I get a, get done with the match. I jump up. There was a cool picture that a guy sent me where I'm, it's, it seems like I'm five feet off the ground. And you can see him just laying on the mat with his head down. But, uh, you know, the crowd, the crowd is what I'll remember most because it was so loud. And those guys, every time I got tired, they'd pick up the chant. And, and you know, it, it was one of the most electrifying places I've ever wrestled. And then in the semifinals, I had a guy from China. He was a three-time Olympic bronze medalist in the semis. And I shut him down 1-0. And... Uh, that put me in the finals, the biggest match of my life, or one of them. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, going out there and I, I get cautioned first. Melnichenko gets on top. The previous year, I beat him in the world finals. And uh, Melnichenko gets me up in there and lifts me and throws me. And, you know, for all our viewers, uh, the match was on YouTube. I hate saying it because I lost, but you can watch the match, but make sure you watch till the end of the match, till it's all over. That's all I'm going to say. That way you guys do some homework. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, I lost the match and, you know, he's, he's waving him the Kazakhstan flag. He's their first Olympic champ because it, that's the, when they just broke up as countries that were able to wrestle for their own countries. And I, I just, I, it was a bittersweet moment. You know, I wanted to rip his head off and, you know, kill him, but I couldn't cause I'd get caught cause uh, too many cameras, just kidding. <laughs> but, but, uh, being on the award stand and getting my silver medal, I, it, it was disappointing, man. I, I'm not going to lie. I uh, I didn't train for a silver medal. You know, I ended up with it. I, you know, when I got done, I, I, I could have cared less if somebody just came up and took it at that moment in my life. I, because it, it's not what I shot for. But now looking back 20 some years later, it's a pretty damn cool object, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, and it was probably you real, still too, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you realize, you know, things happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, I, my cards weren't to be an Olympic champion, but you know what? At least I got, got a medal from it. So it was pretty cool. Um, great experience in Atlanta. The thing I remember most is the fans. And, you know, I had two, two teammates when I was won a silver and Paulson won won a silver that year too and Brendan and I were training partners up to that point it was cool that we were uh, breaking up a little oh I just said uh, yeah I'm here oh cool yeah I think you mentioned uh, something about Paulson yeah I just said it was pretty cool Brendan Paulson was uh 
my training partner for the previous four years. So it was neat that we were both be, uh, able to win a silver that year. Yes, uh, Bill Crum just, uh, Bill Crum posted on the comments. Uh, first, he said, one of the toughest and most focused wrestlers I've known. Uh, and then he, he put uh, Dennis versus Brandon Paulson for the 04 Olympic team is the best match I've ever watched. YouTube match and yeah that you're breaking up coach. Uh, can you hear me now or no yes sir I'm I trying can. to okay I'm going back because my connection is kind of spotty but I got it on uh, Wi-Fi so but um the old four match with uh, Paulson in the Olympic trials I won the first match best two out of three. He won the second match. He headlocked me in that second match. That headlock came from nowhere. And uh, he tied my club to his neck and he just ripped my arm off. And uh, when I hit the mat with my head, I got uh, my whole neck locked up. And so he wins that match. That puts us in a third and final deciding match. And the, the amazing thing, you know, I had my brother-in-law who was a chiropractor. He was down there. Uh, I went up right after a match because after I lost my second match, the third match was going to be about 30 minutes later. So I told him, come, come to us. Like, I can't get down there. I don't have credentials. I said, stand behind me. We're walking through the gate. If I have to throw the uh, guard down the gate, I'll throw him down the gate. You're coming down and you're cracking me. And uh, so he adjusted me. I got my motion back in my neck and uh, went out for that third and final uh, match. And it, it was a crazy match. Uh, I believe he scored first with the gut wrench. Then I scored with a three-point throw. And then uh, he scored with an escape. So it was 3-3. Three, three. They put us in overtime. And this is the crazy part, because I didn't realize this till years. I mean, just probably three, four years ago. That match, I don't believe, ever should have went into overtime. <laughs> In your favor or his? My, I had a three-point throw. He had a two-point throw or two-point gut wrench and a one-point. In freestyle and Greco, as long as I can remember, the highest point is the criteria. So, I mean, I'm not saying if I'm a little better these days, you know, if I had lost it. But uh, anyway, we go three minutes of overtime. And after overtime, they tell us all criteria is exactly the same. We got to go unlimited overtime. So right at that moment, like I told you, Paulson and I used to train together. And I remember doing grind matches with Brandon where we go an hour and a half and there might be three scores total in that hour and a half. So I, uh, I set my, my mental alarm for an hour. I said, okay, just hold position. Don't do anything stupid. Grind them out. Just wear them out till he, he gives you a takedown. And, uh, a lot of action in that match in that overtime. Finally, at 16 minutes and 54 seconds, I had a two-on-one. I got this hip. We, I end up taking him down out of bounds. And 
got the winning point and uh it was crazy i it got up i ran over to my corner i kind of closed line terry brands knocked him off the stage and then you see me stumble and i come back up on the stage and you know i i go hug the cameraman i don't know why the hell i did that but <laughs> it was pretty funny you know and when you watch the video and then uh i go over to paulson and at that time, Brandon, I see him just crying, you know, bummed. And I'm like, shit, that could have been me. So I walk over to Brandon and I just said, man, I'm sorry. I, I had to cut down. I felt it's my best opportunity to win a gold medal. I said, I love you. I said, yeah, you got nothing to be ashamed of. I said, we gave every fan in this arena what they came to watch. I, and I told him I loved him. And you know, it, that was hard, man, because it very easily could have been me. Yeah, I, understandably. And uh, I mean, I I had, uh, I think the other questions I had, you kind of put all into that conversation. So you, you spoke about some great memorable moments, your rivalries. Um, I know that you did have one. Uh, I did ask, uh, I don't know if I asked, you spoke about your robbery with Paulson, but uh, a big rivalry you had was with Grunwald as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are I mean, you guys all are you guys all friends now, or are you still? Yeah, we're friends. We're <laughs> friends. I mean, off the mat, we're pretty good. So, um, I talked to Jim, or you know, we Facebook messaged a little while ago. So it's good. You know, we're just trying to help the sport out, and you know, once you once you get done on on the mat. We were dicks. I'm not gonna lie. And I tell my kids, I said, on the mat, you got to turn into a different animal, you know. And you know, off the mat, you know what? Treat everybody the way you want to be treated. And so, uh, but with Jim, uh, we wrestled in the high school state finals my junior year, his senior year. I ended up winning that match. We wrestled in the junior national finals that year. I ended up beating him then. Uh, and then we, once he came down to my weight, cause he was resting at 136 and a half pounds and he dropped weights and, you know, I, I, uh, you know, controlled the weight for a while through kind of 99. And then in 2000, he nipped me at the trials. And then, uh, 2001, I mean, we, at nationals, I beat him. Then he, uh, I beat him one match at the trials and he beat me two matches and, for some reason, I just couldn't get my head out of my rear end, you know, and, and you know, I, it's tough when you're on top for, I mean, I was on every world team or Olympic team, 92 to 99 and make a long story, you know, in, in 2003, I lost to uh, Glenn Naraka, I believe, and, you know, in the nationals and ended up third in 2003 and i'm like what the hell so i ended up uh um deciding i i'm like okay i think i can get down to 121 pounds you know it's only four and a half pounds different than what i wrestled at at the olympics so i'm like if i can get there i'm gonna be a monster and uh so i made that decision in in august of 2003 that I was going to cut down to 121 pounds in 2004. I didn't tell anybody really because I, I didn't want people knowing. So 
I made that cut down and that's how I ended up at Paulson's weight because the weight class for, I think, uh, the Greco was like 130 at that time too for, I think, uh, for the Olympics. So it, it kept changing the 125 and a half pound weight class, which sucked. But That's awesome, man. And I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you, you got some really good stories. We could probably talk for hours. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, one thing yesterday at camp, I was watching uh, Mike Foy and uh, Mike Alcrassel, you know, two warriors, man. Their Olympic trials matches from 1988. You got to, you know, got to watch them. A lot of the way I wrestle was because of Mike Alc. Uh, Mike was their first world champion. It, it, he, he was a great coach. And, and Mike Foy and him wrestling. Now, you want to see some highlights, oh, watch watch those matches it was uh the kids were like holy cow man and they they were impressed with those matches so maybe we got some more greco-roman rosters from watching those matches at camp yeah i had uh um i had betterman on coach betterman on yeah uh, was a good uh, dude too and then i had uh nate angle uh, a couple nice. of weeks ago and uh, I know they, obviously Betterman, we, we know what kind of Greco wrestler he was. Yep. And uh, I got Bill Crum just said he went to Cuba as a ref with you. Yep. Yeah, I like Bill. Bill's a good guy. Every, I see a lot of his stuff on Facebook. Hope he's doing great these days. Uh, yeah, I had him on yesterday. We spoke a little bit. Nice. Oh, That's yeah. good. Ho hopefully he didn't tell how crazy I am. <laughs> He was, she's trying to send me a link from Team USA, but it denies me access because I'm not part of Team USA. No. Access denied, but um, all right. Well, you ready for my 10 questions? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Beer brats or Wisconsin sausage? Beer brats. <laughs> a live rumble or a clinic? Rumble. All right. This is what it's called in Wisconsin, so don't get upset with me. It, they say it's called peeing chicken or Cornish pasties. Pasties. <laughs> Flow or track? I got I got Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. It's got to be track, you know. Um, the guy that I'm, I'm doing, uh, that I run my club out of, he... he uh, used to own track wrestling. But the other reason is Flo doesn't give Greco any love. So got to go with track. <laughs> there you go. Cheese curds or beer cheese soup? Cheese curds. Land of Lakes or Oshkosh? Uh, Land of Lakes. <laughs> Kringles or cream puffs? Cream puffs, of course. <laughs> All right, uh, the Brewers, the Bucks, or the Pack? I mm, I go with the Brewers. All right, uh, the Harley Davidson Museum or the Circus Museum? Harley, for sure. All right, and uh, frozen custard or honey bee pudding? Frozen custard. <laughs> I guess I should have been like, 
Wisconsin beer or the rest of the country? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so something fun I do at the end. Uh, no, thanks. Hey, uh, Coach Hall, thank you so much. Uh, thank it's you. It's an honor to, to meet you and to get to talk with you. And uh, God bless everything you've done in life and everything you're doing now for the youth and, and wrestling. And, and uh, I hope one day I get to meet you. And um, I really appreciate it. Anybody that you feel like uh, you want to invite on my show, please feel free. I can, uh, you can send the link I sent you, or I can send yeah. you the link, and uh, I welcome yeah you to come on. No, that would be great. There's a lot of good guys that you know. I, I'd like to you know get try and get Greco-Roman bigger in the United States. I think people just don't understand the sport. I, and that that's kind of frustrating when overseas Greco is bigger than freestyle and people can argue with me, but just look at numbers and look at countries that do it. So, you know, if we can do plugs for Greco every once in a while, have those guys on, you know, Nate Angle was great, great guy to have on, you know, he's coaching at college, but he's, he's also coaching at the, you know, junior worlds and university world's age level. So he's promoted as good as he can. You know, if we can get more, more people to help out and create more correct athletes, we could be like a freestyle country. So please uh, share my link and my information with all your Greco guys. When I jump off, I'll private message you my cell phone. So awesome. We can keep Sounds it good. And, uh, of course. And, uh, man, thank you. Uh, and go USA, right? Exactly. Sounds <laughs> good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.